This is the 4th and 3 Podcast with your host, Nick Stegger! Welcome back, everybody. This is another edition of the 4th and 3 Podcast. Join with me, as always, are my co-host to my far right, I have Ja Red. I'm present. And to my right, I have Andre Elfio. Salty sad, but present. Salty sad, indeed. So this is the Super Bowl recap slash the offseason preview episode. Um, we haven't really made a decision yet, but this might be uh, the last episode for a couple weeks. We generally take some time off. So if you're listening, you better absorb all this information because there's a lot of stuff going down. Uh, so we're going to start. Uh, let's just recap the Super No, let's jump into news real quick. Want me to run through news? Yeah, let's run through some news. Um, off the top of my head, uh, the only things that I saw today, I didn't look too much. Had a busy day. I slipped on the ice. Sucked. Uh, but uh, the two things that I saw today are pertinent to AJ and Eagles fans, and that is that their offensive coordinator and their defensive coordinator were both poached. Um, is it the OC that's going to be the, the Cardinals coach or is it the, the defensive coordinator? Jonathan Gannon Jonathan got hired Gannon. by the Cardinals. Good luck with that. And then yeah, so, uh, Shane Streichen, he went to the Colts. The same exact thing that happened the last time we were in a Super Bowl. Um, they hired Frank Reich, so they just poached another one of our guys. Yeah, and in other news as well, Dalvin Cook had surgery uh, yesterday on his shoulder that yes. he hurt in 2019. Yes, Dalvin Cook had surgery today to repair that. I bet you a million dollars that was a PR stunt to prevent uh, any other team showing interest for trading for him. Because there's Smart. a lot of trade rumors with Dalvin Cook right now, and there's a lot of rumors about him, uh, him needing to take a pay cut. Personally, like, yeah, he is... I mean, it's it's a normal running back, right? After age 26, 27, they start to slow slow down a little bit. You know, they're, they're just not quite that 22-year-old running back they once were. But at the same time, Dalvin Cook is still one of the best running backs in the league. And I personally don't have a problem with paying him. And I definitely don't want to cut him because he's he's due something like 12, 14 million, something like that. Yeesh. And if we cut him, it's like an 8 million cap hit. Gross. So in my opinion... Would I rather have Dalvin Cook at fourteen million, or a secondary running back at six million? Can I? Right, you know, it's like I would. I, I, at this point, I think you just got to ride Dalvin out because uh, he hasn't showed Zeke signs of slowing down. Yeah, yeah. Um, but but yeah, I I totally think that was more of a PR move uh, than anything to help not have other teams interested. Right. Which is fair. Also, you want to make sure to to block your guys, and obviously with the PR and the media that they have. There's definitely some dirty moves you can get in there, and this is a, a smart one if you want to keep your guys or, I mean, they're not going to get more trade value. So it was an interesting pick, but yeah, I think you should stay stay a Vite because Alexander Madison is also a free agent this year, correct? Correct. He yeah, so back. you don't want to go 0-2 and then I'd have to draft a guy. Yes, you don't want to be forced to draft somebody because who knows how the drafts go. You might hit or you might miss. And uh, as much as I like Kenny, very quick, fun returner, fun to watch. He doesn't have that instinctive running back vision type things that you need your elite running backs to have. And honestly, I would argue not even elite running backs have that. That's kind of a general average. But the kid's only been playing football for a couple of years. You know, you can't teach experience, right? You no. know, you big can't. facts. Big facts. Other news. Derek Carr released from Oakland. That was huge. That's huge. Uh, along with Calvin Ridley is reinstated as of today yeah. no, for the Jacksonville no, Jaguars. No, he applied. He applied. He, he, applied. Oh, he, he hasn't he applied. been reinstated. But, but we're praying for that one, right? I yeah. got him on the Dynasty League for like a dollar, guys. We're praying for that one. That's a good deal. That would be sick. 
Absolutely, especially with the steps that Trevor Lawrence took this year with Christian Kirk. Huge. You're telling me Calvin Ridley ain't going to be a step ahead of that? Because he's going to be. Oh, 100%. On the, le- the last piece that I will say uh, is TikTok boy, a.k.a. Juju Smith-Schuster, did come out, and he is a douche. So there's your news. Just wanted to confirm that. Yeah. No, no backstory. Look at his Twitter. You'll figure it out. But uh, Juju, I had no problem with you. You're now one of my most hated people in this league. So enjoy that. It doesn't mean anything to you, but it's in my heart. You're hated. That being said, let's Facts. jump into the Super Bowl. Uh, so we do have some really bad news. Uh, if you guys have been living under a rock, the Eagles did not win the Super Bowl. And hmm. it kind of ended on a controversial call. Let me know if you ever heard that before. Um, uh, personally, now that's all said and done, thousand percent, I really did want the Chiefs to win. And on hundred percent, just had to do with I didn't want to deal with your crap for a year, AJ. I'm going to be honest with you. Sad. Just that's just what it is. That being said, at the end of the day, I really hated the way the Chiefs won because I do not believe that was a real, true holding call, especially with some of the penalties in the game that um, they did get away with. And number two. At the end of the day, you never want to see your friends sad. So that kind of sucks as well. You know, you're right there. You can taste the magic. And then Patrick Mahomes just rips it from you. It's like, that's nah, not fun for anybody. Not even It's not even fun for me to tease you. No, and it just it just kind of ruined the end of the game. It was one of the better Super Bowls we've had, obviously in recent memory. but Arguably of all time. Yeah, I mean, it was a fantastic game. The, the game was pretty smooth. Obviously, the field and the conditions of the field were, that's a mystery. I think that's going to be a mystery and a little suspect to a lot of people. But they're both playing on the same field. So you can't take that and say that is the entire reason because the Chiefs had to play on it too. A lot of these little calls were ticky-tacky. The Devontae Smith that they rolled was not a catch. There's not undisputable evidence that he didn't catch that ball. So the fact they took it away, I was surprised. I did see it hit the ground. So again, I'm not going to blame any of that stuff and the reason that we lost. I will blame this loss, though, on Jonathan Gannon. I've toted this since the day we hired him. I don't think he's a good defensive coordinator. I thought the the strength of our defense, he just basically called a play, but he wouldn't make adjustments. We've talked about this, Vikings-Eagles, but they just didn't make adjustments out there. And then looking at the Kadarius-Tony touchdown, the little corn dog play, it was a fantastic play. Andy Reid well-designed play call for Jonathan Gannon to not come back the second time and actually prepare for that. And then let sky more do the same thing. hundred percent on him. So Jalen hurts. And I'm not going to say he should have been MVP, but he definitely had a chance on a losing team to, to have that title played his absolute heart out. Our line was fantastic, but our defensive line couldn't get there. And if that's not going to happen, you have to throw pressure at him because our four man rush that we've relied on all season can't do anything with how slippery that grass was. If you can't do that, add an extra guy, try to blitz Mahomes, or at least design a different package to try to kind of recover from that. And he just stayed with his normal script. We had zero pressure, no sacks for a team that almost had one of the greatest sack seasons. Still one, I mean, arguably, obviously the 85 Bears, the 85 Bears. But you have to make adjustments. Am I happy he's in Arizona? 100%. Thrilled. Because I am very salty with that guy. Yeah. Yeah, I, I I believe I was the only one of this podcast to call the Chiefs winning by three points, which happened. I still said it was going to be by three. You did. I just picked the wrong you team. You did. You know, that's true, too. Um, for due cost. <clears throat> for, for the Super Bowl, I thought it was a great game. Thanks for hosting, AJ. What do you think about the last play, Jared? The last play? Well, the penalty. I, I don't know. I mean, it's it's nothing that I would have personally called 
But again, I wasn't standing in the ref's shoes on that sideline. So it's a lot easier to see from the ref's point of view when you're looking at it with the hand on the jersey, right? That it is from us from a sky high view looking down at it or from behind it or in front of it or from the other side of it. Um, I thought it was a BS call. But no matter what, whether he held him or didn't hold him, it was still caught in the end zone. Was no, it, wasn't no, it? it was dry. No, it wasn't. He it was overthrown by like thrown, 10 yards. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah, it that's wasn't right. even a catchable ball. That's right. Which is what's that's right. even more the, the suspect part because like the holding. Okay. He admits he held him. I I I totally see the, the, the hold. I'm doing quotes. So you can't see me, but I'm doing quotes for the hold. Right. And I totally see. But that is just the ticky tacky hand stuff that happens in like almost every play. And there were so many penalties within this game that were not called. And that's what's frustrating because it's like, well, you're going to call a ticky tacky penalty at the very end of the game. That was a game deciding penalty because at the end of the, if, if that wasn't happened, it was going to be fourth and whatever. And then the chief had a choice do we want to throw for a touchdown which i do not believe they would have right they're probably right. they were at like the 15 20 like they were not close to getting a first down and number two they're going to kick a field goal and give the eagles like a minute 30 minute 40 left which is yeah. more than enough time to at least get down the field and kick a field goal um it, it's that's what's unbelievably frustrating it could have been an even better game Without that penalty. You know right. what I mean? It could have been an even better week if James Bradbury would have just intercepted the football. Uh, it would have been that ginormous true. if that happened. Yeah. Dude. So on our on our bet that we did last week, it was like a nine leg parlay. We hit on everything but one. And that was the James Bradbury interception. Yeah. It's frustrating. And guess what happens at the end of the game? James Bradbury. If nothing else, what I did say is James Bradbury will have an impact. It was just in a negative way. So yes. it's a bummer, but I did at least call the defensive player that I thought would have a large impact. At the end of the day, I still will give kudos to the Chiefs and Andy Reid specifically he called a hell of a game. The Chiefs played a spectacular second half. Uh, there's a lot of things I'll look back on this game and be extremely upset about. Um, Jalen Hurts, though, you're spectacular. A.J. Brown, that first deep ball touchdown was an absolute thing of beauty. Three rushing touchdowns, 300 rushing or 300 passing yards, what, 70 rushing yards? He was a beast. He's one of three people ever to throw for 300 yards and have four total touchdowns in a Super Bowl and that, lost. That's huge. That's super what huge. I think one of my biggest takeaways besides Jalen Hurts being arguably the MVP of that game is Dallas Goddard. What a beast move for the Super Bowl. That a couple of catches he had were just mind-blowing. Honestly, well, the, the throws to him, he Jalen had that one in, in space. I think it was to kind of like the right yeah, sideline, right over, that, yeah, just barely out of his fingertips. And for everyone that says you have to make, and the 49ers specifically said you have to make Jalen Hurts play quarterback if you want to beat him, he showed you he can do it. But he also still shows you that dude can run the ball with the best of them. Um, even our our two point conversion to actually tie him up. Shouldn't have gotten in there. It was, a, it was gorgeous. Um, but he actually can play quarterback. And I'm looking back at myself from three years ago being extremely upset that we even drafted him because I was a huge Carson Wentz truther. Wow, was I wrong? I think this guy deserves the money he's about to get. Uh, unfortunately, they are projecting it to be north of $45 million. Obviously, I mean, you look at the Tom Brady effect where he took kind of the discount because his wife made a ton of money. Um, and you're able to put a lot of pieces around him. We've seen time and time again when you pay your quarterback, the rest of the team 
does fall to a deficit and it doesn't necessarily work, um, but he's proved himself. So he's going to deserve every bit of money he got. But at the same time, our team is going to fall apart because we have 10 very important free agents that are, well, 10 very important pieces that are pending free agents. So there's on definitely defense on both sides on, of the ball. Yeah, all over. John C. Gardner Johnson, uh, Marcus Epps, so both of our safeties, James Bradbury. James Bradbury, Fletcher Cox, Brandon Graham. So I can a lot think. of defense. Yeah, it, it's a lot of defense. So yes, I want to stick on Jalen Hurts because I just want your thoughts on it, AJ. Because I'm sure that you've looked more, way more in depth than um, than I have, and I know way more in depth than AJ or than Jared did. Uh, but AJ, what did you think about Jalen's last pass? The, the Hail Mary that was not even close. No, it was... What happened there? That's what I'm very curious because, I mean, we we saw him earlier in the game chuck a, a ball significantly deeper. So I don't know if it slipped out of his hand, if he just kind of miscalculated how much power he had to actually put on it. Um, but it was a very soft pass. It fell, what, 20 yards short? Yeah, it was of, about 20 yards short. Of the yeah. end zone. So yeah. I don't think it got tipped. I don't know what that was. Um, but he's going to face some criticism for that. He's good at it, but the way that had to end was was extremely disappointing because, yes, we have at least a chance. You just have to get it in the end zone. So I don't know what happened on that play. I will be paying attention and try to figure that out, but it's kind of embarrassing. It is. It's, it's very embarrassing, and I think... I think Jalen Hurts thought he could probably throw it 70 yards. Um, but for a coaching, for Sirianni perspective, I would have thrown like a 40-yard crossing route and then try to do the laterals to That's, get it home. Because because well, the likelihood of you making a perfect throw, getting pressured 70 yards down the field in a Super Bowl with last seconds left, it's slim to none. Oh, Versus your 20-yard crossing route. And you have multiple crosses at the same time. In the keep... schoolyard. Yeah, right. that, that schoolyard BS. And that's kind of what I thought was going to happen. So that's why when I saw it go up, I was like, maybe you know somebody's cutting across to try to do something with it. And there was nobody even close. No, no. So I don't know if it was a miscommunication. I don't think they've came out and said anything yet. Uh, but not what you want to see in the last play of the game. And for a guy that says they have, like he has a noodle arm, even though he's thrown the deep ball significantly well, I don't understand what that was. Yeah, it was definitely a frustrating way to. I mean, that wasn't the real. Fr- if that's the, if that's what you took away. I mean, I know you personally, AJ, but like listeners, if you took away that Jalen Hurst just didn't get it done, and he's the reason they lost there, well, you're just not paying attention to real football because he's not the reason why they lost the game. Sure, that's one little play that was horrendous, I guess, but like. It, what do you what's he working with you know what i mean it's like you got four seconds you can't really do anything and like jared said yeah what's what's better throwing a 70 yard pass or trying to do the hook and ladder type thing i would i personally would rather do hook and ladder oh, but 100%. at the same time it's like they both have the same kind of chance of doing right something exactly Slim. it's just frustrating because it's yeah. just you know so, you know you think I, and I, I just wanted to see your opinion on that very last play because uh, so many quarterbacks this year have had some crazy ending to the season right and the narratives are just so left and right you know like jared like jalen hurts is about to get 45 north of 45 million you said uh how did dak prescott's final play work this year it didn't right you know what i mean and he's just trash you know you know what yeah. i'm saying it, it's just interesting the kind of the way the narratives work well dak uh, also that's what i wanted to know you know your, rush your for three touchdowns and throw for 300 yards and throw a touchdown. I know, but game. I mean, yeah. at the end of the day, bo- both lost. Well, both of them stink. On, yeah. on a, on a un- you know, a boneheaded play. Both of them suck. 
Yeah, yeah, Patrick Mahomes. Well, that's what I mean. That's what I mean. You know, it's like that. It's just the way people spin it, which is frustrating yeah. to me because yeah. I don't by any means think Jalen's bad. And I, I never understood any of the narratives this year when people were saying, like you just said, AJ, the 49ers, well, we got to make him play quarterback. It's like, dude, I had him on my fantasy team all year. He is great at that. Like, are you, yeah. that's not, I'm not concerned about that. I'm cons- I, I, The only thing I'm worried about is, are you going to make us throw the ball or are you going to make us run the ball? Because I want to make sure I have the right plan. You know, it's right. It's frustrating. There's, I'm just going to look back in this game, and yes, I'm going to be probably sad, and as I mentioned earlier, probably a little bit salty, uh, but I'll still look at this season as a win. I mean, at the end of the day, we still at least made that game. I got to watch it, um, and I ended that game with what something I call a super shot, where you take a bottle, and you drink a little bit of it, and you have a good time, uh, but that game was sad, so you just take that one shot, you crisp it out, and you go, that sucked, and then you move on. Because there's nothing else you can do about it but be a little bit sad, go to bed, wake up, and then just not listen to football for maybe a week or so. Hey, dude, we got the offseason coming up. We got free agency coming up in about a month here. We've got the draft two months from now. You know, it's the wild are playing well. XFL. You know, we got some of the XFL. USFL. The the USFL. All right. That being said, let's take a little break here. You guys know the drill. A couple seconds for you, a couple minutes for us. Uh, And then we're going to come back with a segment where we are going to uh, explain to you what we three things that we want our teams to do in the offseason. And then we're going to come back with some trivia action after that. So it's going to be a very fun second half of the podcast. Stick around. All right, everybody, thank you for sticking around. We are going to hop straight into this next segment. So we are going to each kind of break down our teams and what we want them to do this offseason. Um, does anyone want to start? I can start us off. I'll say yeah, I got do a, it. I got it fresh in my mind, and obviously I got to get it off my chest because we still need a lot of pieces. As I mentioned, we have 10 pending free agents, so we have to make some moves. Uh, the biggest one I will say is Jason Kelsey is pondering retirement, and then Isaac Sayamalu is going to be a free agent. Um, so looking at our interior linemen, I do hope we draft a right guard. So that's going to be, I think, our biggest need, whether or not Jason Kelsey comes back. We did draft Cam Jurgens last year, but we are known to have a very good line on both sides of the balls. I want to keep that consistent. Uh, The next piece is one of our safeties we traded for, got him for an absolute steal. He did post about it saying it was a joy playing in Philly, so it kind of leaves some mystery of whether or not he will come back. But C.J. Gardner-Johnson proved he is a very legitimate safety coming from the nickel spot. Um, I really hope we can get him signed. That would be a huge piece. I think Marcus Epps is probably going to get paid elsewhere, which is sad, but I do get it. Um, The last one we have also kind of talked about, but it's signing Jalen Hurts. To what I hope can be somewhat team friendly. Again, forty-five million would be fantastic. And maybe like a six-year deal. I know that's a a pretty long contract, but you'd rather get him on the first long term, looking at kind of the Mahomes deal, where forty-five million four or five years from now is going to be an absolute bargain. So those are the three things I think are going to be the biggest pieces. I do think there's a lot more, but those are the three that I think the Eagles and the front office should one hundred percent focus on going into the offseason. You want to go or do you want me to go? You can go. Okay, so uh, evaluating the Viking season and what I want them to do this offseason, I've obviously had a little bit more time to think about this than you, AJ. Not as much time to think about this as Jared has. Um, <laughs> but uh, I think the three main things that I really want the Vikings to do this offseason. Number one, I really want us to spend our number one overdraft, number one overall draft pick on the most be a linebacker we can find. Uh, I love Eric Kendricks and I love the 
the athleticism that those type of linebackers have. But if the Vikings are going to continue to employ a 3-4, we need to have a scary person on the other side of the field. We need to have someone that the running backs, the wide receivers, the quarterbacks are literally every single play going to ask, okay, where is this guy, right? So I don't necessarily need the small, super fast athletic guy. I want the guy that's like 6'6", 270 that's going to knock my block off. I want the Ray Lewis type of fear on the defense Uh, because right now the Vikings defense is soft and and there's nothing you can really do about it at this point you know other than once free agency hits maybe there's someone big but you know we already have spent 44 million on defense and it's like that's a huge hit already you know so uh, that number might be wrong now that I'm thinking about it but that being said I, I want a BA linebacker a big scary guy that's number one thing that I want the Vikings to do this offseason <clears throat> number two was going to be hiring Brian Flores as defense coordinator but we oh. did that last week so that's solid so I got a new number two for you and that is actually going to be go on the pursuit and get Jalen Ramsey from the Rams there are they already said that they're pretty much over him there's some finicky stuff going there I think he's ready to leave as well Come over to the Vikings, dude. You got the Kevin O'Connell connection. We have a lot of coaches that already came from LA, so he's going to be familiar with it. And granted, Patrick Peterson did awesome last this last year. I mean, PFF ranked him number four, but he was a big zone coverage guy. I want a man coverage. I want a Revis Island type of cornerback, right? So bring Jalen Hurt or bring Jalen Ramsey over. Obviously, the quarterbacks or the cornerbacks we drafted have not been putting up the deal. So number one. What did I say number one was? Get that linebacker. Number yep. two, get that um get Jalen Ramsey over here. Number three, I need us, like need the Minnesota Vikings to and I, I haven't looked at free agency yet, but we need to get a very, very, very good center. Bradbury, you did pretty okay last year, and you played great compared to the years before. But at the same time, he's still a small guy, and the biggest defensive linemen are still throwing him around. Doesn't matter how quick he is. Doesn't matter how good he is at the zone block. He just gets crushed, and it's like, dude, we can't have that. Part of the reason Dalvin Cook was... I guess I don't want to say bad because he wasn't bad, but comparatively bad to what he's used to be is because he's running into a wall every single time he touches the ball. And it's like, he's still had those bursty 50, 60, 70 yard touchdowns this year, but they were limited because it was kind of like the reminiscence of the Adrian Peterson days where it's like one yard, one yard, big yard, one yard. And it's like, especially when you're a team now that is pass heavy, you can't afford those one yard runs. You, you just can't. You always have to have at least three to four to put your team in a solid position to get the first down. So big center, big middle linebacker, and let's get Jalen Ramsey. That's why I want the Vikings to do this offseason. Hmm. I dig it. Yeah, Jared, I dig it too. The Packers uh, the you need pa- a lot. What do you got? Yeah, the Packers need a lot. And Gustafson has his hands full. He's the GM of the Packers, for those that don't know. He has his hands full. Aaron Rodgers is in purgatory right now, fasting in total darkness. So we have no idea what his plan is, whether he's going to stay or leave. It's totally up to him. And Gustafson's on board, right? He's like, yo. Gustafson go- or Gutekunst? Uh, Gustafson. Okay. Yeah. And he's on board, right? He's like, all right. He's on board. Let's go. I Whatever Aaron wants to do, it's Aaron Rodgers' team. It's Aaron Rodgers. He's the general manager at this point. Um, but we are in total rebuild mode right now and will be in rebuild mode until we find a quarterback that's going to take the, take the reins. Not sure if that's Jordan Love. Hopefully. 
but there have been rumors that he might be, get traded. So what the Packers are looking for, what I'm looking for for the Packers in the draft, they need to go heavy defensive line like they did last year an offensive line, whether that be a guard or a tackle. We need an offensive lineman because ours are leaving one and two. They're getting a little bit older. Number two, we need to go after a tight end. We have Tanya. Nope, he's gone this year. He's a free agent. So we only have one tight end from two years ago that we drafted that is primarily a blocking tight end, Perfect. which is unneeded right now. Um, So we really need a tight end. Mike Gusecki would be a really big pickup if they could get him. Um, I'm not quite sure who maybe is John Smith available this year. No, he was just signed, wasn't he? Well, I yeah, think that, was, that was two years that ago. That was two years ago, yeah. And I he hasn't done anything. Hunter Henry is still kind of the focal yeah, the, point, the but focal they signed point. them both for no reason. Right. Um, so they need, to, they need to pick up a tight end because we have none. So you, I don't know if they'll do that in the draft. Hopefully not. Hopefully they pick up a veteran that knows what to do. And probably the most important, if not the most important, is we need wide receivers. Go for DeAndre Hopkins. Go for whomever is available on free agency. We only have three, a total of three wide receivers on contract going into 2023. And one of them is, uh, it's Toure. And he's a rookie as well that really didn't even play. So all we have is Christian Watson, Romeo Dobbs, and Toure. And the biggest problem I see with that is when you look at, uh, let's say, a DeAndre Hopkins, just for example. On, on he that. wants a QB. He wants a QB. I get and that. And when, when Aaron Rodgers is looming, you still don't know what you're going to get with Jordan Love. It's going to make it harder to, to pull pieces. Jared, welcome to purgatory of the NFL for like the first time in your entire life. It, I wouldn't even say it's purgatory. I would just say yeah, that it's 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 a it's a rebuild and a, and a face wash. Is mediocrity better? No. No, well, I, that's I, what it is. I would prefer to go zero wins and then win 16 wins the next year than to be a five to seven win team every single year. Yeah, but I mean, what are the odds of that happening? Not high. Not no, likely. Not very high. Not In high. fact, oftentimes the teams that tank are still trash. Yeah. yeah. Texans, Jaguars. Jaguars Cleveland. look pretty good, though. Yeah, they looked all right. They have but a generational like, quarterback okay. now, though. <laughs> Okay, that is that is reaching That's absolutely. Reaching. Uh, and the Jaguars have Trevor been Lawrence good. is like, good. He's good, but like he generational could. talent. I mean, that's for Aaron the for Rogers. the for that's the franchise. No, for the franchise, I meant. Okay, well, that 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 it's is not a high bar. That's misleading. Then. It is misleading, but it's because, not a high bar because you hate Kirk Cousins, or at least you did until he you started playing well. You know, well, I but still like, hate he's him. Certainly not better than him. <laughs> you know, still hate but like, guy. I would not say Kirk's a generational quarterback. Yeah, well, he is for the Vikings. No, I I wouldn't say he. Well, is. who's been better than him? Well, that doesn't make you a that's, generational. Yeah, that's quarterback, like though. team history. Generational talent is literally like once in a generation talent. That's I mean, that's looking at the Tom Brady's, then the Patrick Mahomes. Those are like the well, two I, generational I, quarterbacks. I, I guess I should say once in a decade QB for the team. How that's about fair. that? He's a franchise QB. I, I think that's like as that's high as you, that's right as right. high as you can go. Like he's a franchise QB. I would put him in like the top fifteen quarterbacks of the league. I would also say though that's also still up in the air. Like he had a good year, but he didn't have a great year. Ooh, Trevor know? Lawrence, yeah, dude, he was lights out. Like after week six, second half of after season, week yeah. six, exactly. But after still, week six—that's the key word, though. You know, it's like the the great quarterbacks are great every week, pretty much. You know, they get like one or two well, bad weeks in the year. You know, Peyton and, Manning was bad his first year. Peyton Manning, he like three thirty interceptions, but he also three thirty touchdowns. So did Jameis Winston. So did Brett Favre. 
Boom. Exactly. It's a gunslinger I, you thing. I mean? It's a gunslinger thing. Like you like your guy to, to force the ball downfield. And Trevor with, Lawrence is a gunslinger. And with the addition of Calvin Ridley, that team is only going to get better. Travis Etienne is going to be a beast. I think they're going to bolster up their offensive line. The Jaguars are going to be a team to watch. So how do we even get on the Jaguars here? Uh, Jared called Trevor Lawrence oh, yeah. a generational and talent, then, and then winning. My point is, is like I, I'm not the type of person that wants to tank a season because that nothing's guaranteed the following year. Maybe you draft someone absolutely horrible. I mean, look at all the top five quarterbacks and how have they done in, I guess, the history of the league? Because I feel like more often than not, they're generally busts. Pat Mahomes was drafted after Mitch Trubisky. Absolutely, Jalen Hurts that, was dude. the 53rd overall pick in the second round. Absolutely balled out. And yes, I know this isn't a great example, but at least his first couple of years, Dak Prescott was a fourth round quarterback. And then the the tippy top of stealing a quarterback, Tom Brady in the sixth round. You do not have to be that number one overall pick. I mean, Baker Mayfield, terrible. Joe Burrow, great. So yes, you can do as much research as you want. You can study them. You can meet with them. At the end of the day, they might play great in college. The game is very different in the NFL. Just because you're the first overall draft pick, does not guarantee you're going to be a great talent, let alone a generational one. Yep, I 100 percent, 100 agree. Uh, that being said, do you guys have anything else to add within this segment? Any other short little aspects? Any little tidbits, notes? Nah, dude, I'm ready for trivia. Uh, I would say this going into next year. I think that the NFC isn't going to win the Super Bowl for the next couple years. I don't, I I don't believe in that. Why do you say that? I say that on the aspect of having Patrick Mahomes still and Andy Reid still together. I say that because Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills still look good and they still could turn around. And I also say that because the Bengals don't look like they're going to be stopping anytime soon. Uh, But at the same time, still looking at that, the Bengals got to pay Joe Burrow. So they're going to fault somewhere. T. Higgins might leave. I'm not saying like they're going to be bad by any means because their defense is much improved, but I get what you're saying. The AFC is loaded. The NFC is not, but there's still a lot of changes that are going to be made. Where's Lamar Jackson going to be playing next year? Let's say he does take over. I mean, the Bucks. They were saying the possibly Panthers, Atlanta. Or Atlanta. Atlanta is apparently like the front runner for him. Things things change very quickly. and You never know if a quarterback gets drafted and all of a sudden they are that Patrick Mahomes where they get drafted maybe like 10th. Yeah. And almost immediately you're like, wow, steal. I don't know. If, if I was Lamar, I don't know. I mean, I, I could see the perk of going to Atlanta to follow in Mike Vick's uh, footsteps, but at the same side of the token, um, I could also see him like try to go to Carolina or 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 possibly you know somewhere in the South for sure. I mean, what, paid. I mean, if if he wants to get paid, I mean, I don't know. If I'm the Bears, are you? Would you take Fields or Lamar Jackson with the amount of cap space that you have right now? I would trade Justin Fields. If you can trade Justin Fields for some serious capital, absolutely. Three ones. But at the same time, my opinion has changed on Justin Fields. I think he's definitely he definitely improved this year and really doesn't have many um he like didn't really have any weapons. Your best weapon no, no. is essentially David Montgomery. And I'm not saying that Montgomery's bad by any means, but he's not an elite type of running back. They have a bad O-line. No wide receivers. Fields is, yeah, I mean, your top guy is Mooney, which I, I I do like Mooney, but he has not taken a step up. Maybe that's Fields' is passing. Maybe that's Mooney not getting open. I don't really and know. And he got hurt. You know, um, I, I think that, like, 
I don't know. I, I think that like because the Bears have like over 100 million of cap space. Yeah, it's they, like 136 million. They, have, they, have, a they have a ton of cap space. So this was my thought coming into this. And this question is, if you're a QB, why wouldn't you look and, and you're going to go to some sort of rebuild franchise, whether that be Atlanta, Carolina, the Bears, right? That whomever Lamar is looking at the Jets. Why wouldn't you choose a team that has the capital to get you the players that you deserve to be around? Probably the, Bears, the history of the dysfunction in the franchise. Yeah, I'll say the Bears historically bad, the Panthers historically bad, Atlanta historically bad. Historically bad. So no matter how you look at it, you got to look at ownership, the Jets, front office, general manager, head coach. Is that situation? I mean, yeah, maybe you don't want to win, but how many quarterbacks have you ever heard that say, "I'm okay just making a lot of money. I don't care if I win a Super Bowl." Well, I, That's I mean, it's just not real. I mean, in, I would guess you know the the seed that's been planted in Lamar's head is. You know, your prime's over for, for running now. Now you really got to be a QB. No. I don't think he believes that. Yeah. I don't think he believes that either, but it's the seeds that have been planted. You're not wrong about that. So, I don't know. That, that's just kind of my thought on it. Good stuff. Way to wrap up that segment with some Bears talk. No, no, that was good. I did. That was good. Out of All nowhere. Right. But that is a big point. We'll be talking about that this Let's jump into trivia. So, Ooh. this time, Nick's going to host it so that there's no BS, actual, real questions, <laughs> no shady answers for someone to get screwed in the loss. Right. So, Nick's going to do this this time. So, we do a Jared. Oh, my bad. My bad. Stop touching uh, my knee. That time was an accident. Other times, I was doing it on purpose. Um, so, we got Jared versus AJ. We got. 10-ish questions, but it's going to be my style, you know, where I say these amount of players did this and you guys have to, you know, switch off answers. You know what I mean? So your name is going to be the buzzer. If you get the first answer, if you guess it correct, it goes to the next person. They can, you you go back and forth. If you get it wrong, you don't get to answer again. Right. Gotcha. You got this. So we're going to start off. uh, So the first question is nine quarterbacks through for over 4,000 yards this year. Now, again, buzzer system, right? Uh, Jared? Yeah, yeah, I guess. Go ahead. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go Patrick Mahomes. All right, so you got one. Keep track of your own points, by the way. Cool. Oh, Joe Burrow. Okay. Uh, yeah. So we got two. Uh, I'm going to go Kirk Cousins. That's correct. Justin Herbert. That's up there. I'm going to go Tom Brady. That's out there. Oh, I wouldn't have guessed that one. So that's a pretty good one. Um, four answers left. Four and over 4,000, correct? Over 4,000. Over 4,000. No. Gino? Uh, that is correct. Nice. Oh. There's three answers left. Um, boom, 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 boom. Uh, 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 Trevor Lawrence. Nice. Yeah, you're up there. Nice. That's you a good just one. just snuck in there. Um... He's got a little bit tougher. Josh Allen? That's up there. One guy left. Um, Dak Prescott. No, 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 no. Hold Dak Prescott. Oh, Wrong. Man. It was Jared Goff. Well, you would have guessed that. So we're tied 4-4. I was actually... Oh, oh you yeah. didn't have a chance. Were you going to say that? Probably not. Okay. I apologize. (laughs) I'll be honest. I was also not going to guess Jared Goff. But it does sound right. He had a really good season. Yeah, he did. Okay. So now we're just going to give this. So AJ, you're just going to start this next one. Okay. Okay. So now two quarterbacks through between 3,690 yards and 3,710 yards. Two quarterbacks. That's really slim. 
I'm sorry, 37. I don't, I don't think he between got between 3,690 yards and 3,710 yards. Gotcha. I'm not sure if he passed for this, but I got to say Jalen Hurts. I think he's less. He's up there. <sighs> wow. Uh, I'm going to go Derek Carr. Incorrect. Is Ooh. it Dak? It is not. Darn. It was Aaron Rodgers. Ooh. Oh. I did not even think of Aaron Rodgers that entire time, but he also had a down year. So Yeah. I mean, that's I, I, I why I didn't pick four grand. I was like, I don't think he's going to. I don't think he hit that. All right. All two right. to one. So AJ's leading right now, five to four. Jared, you're going to start this one. Uh, okay. So we have, holy cow. Five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen quarterbacks through ten or more interceptions this year. Jared, who's your first guess? Ten or more interceptions. I'm gonna definitely go Dak Prescott. There you go. We we finally got to him. He's up there. I think Trevor Lawrence. One. Incorrect. Uh oh. Uh oh. Ten or more. Uh oh. Jared, you might. I'm gonna go Justin Herbert. He's on there. I know he is. Uh, I'm really. I'm gonna go Josh Allen. Oh, that's. He's up yeah. there. I know he is. Uh, I'm gonna go. Hmm. Ten or more interceptions? You said. Yeah. Oh, uh, Justin Fields. That's incorrect. What? Oh, thank goodness. You know the problem is because he only threw the ball like hundred times. Oh yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> so you did get three points off that. So Jared, Derek Carr. Uh, Jared, you're now winning seven to five. Yep. Derek Carr's up there. Yeah. I'm sure. The guys you missed were Davis Mills at number one. Derek Carr was four. Cousins, five. Matt Ryan, Joe Burrow, Patrick Mahomes, Aaron Rodgers. Just, oh, I lied. Justin Fields is on there. Oh, okay. Well, I can keep going. He can take off the top ones. Yeah, yeah, there's still three names. Okay. Um, Thank you. I was like. What? Justin Fields didn't throw for... Uh, I'm going to go Jared Goff. The print is so tiny, you know. Uh, get my glasses on here. Jared Goff's not on there. So okay. All the well, all the, all the same. Uh, so we're moving on. Well, AJ, you're going to start this seven, time. 8-5. Now, AJ, we had 1, 2, 3, nine, 4, five, five, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16 running backs this year rushed for over 1,000 yards. Who you got? Miles Sanders. Uh, He's, he's on there. there. Running backs? Yeah. Running backs, yep. Ooh. Uh, let's go D. Henny. Who? Derrick Henry. Henry. Oh. Yes. That was a good one. Um, Dalvin Cook. He's up there. Oh, yeah. He barely broke a 1,000. Like, barely. Him? Um, Dalvin, yeah. He's at almost 1,200. Oh, is he? I thought he like, just barely broke it. Um, let's go with Austin Eckler. I might be tight. I made the tiniest font ever for this. He's not up there. Oh, perfect. Uh, CMC. He's up there. Saquon. He's also up there. Ramondre Stevenson. Uh, AJ, the running back king right now. Um, I don't think he would have. That one's really tight. Joe Mixon. That was a terrible guess. No, he's yeah, not. I shouldn't there. have done that. Um, okay, right. so how many did you get right? Three. And you got two One. right? One. So I'm at 10. You guys missed the, not, the top guy, my boy, Josh Jacobs. Oh, um, I forgot. Yeah. Jared, you missed your boy, Nick Chubb. Yeah. Uh, Justin Fields was on there, 1,100 <sighs> yards. Yeah. Uh, Travis Etienne, Aaron Jones, Jamal Williams, Kenneth Walker, Tyler Algier, Najee Harris, and Tyler Algier, good for him. 
See, I've heard when you're trying to like think of teams really fast, you always just like go to the good ones. And you're like, you miss out on some of the bottom tier teams. They're like, yeah, they you know still ran the ball. All right, Jared, are we tied? Uh, no. Am I uh, down I, one? I have ten. I have it ten. Is seven, eight. You don't have ten. Yeah, I do. How do you have eight? How do you have ten? I had nine before. I have. You had eight. Oh yeah, I'm at nine now. No, you had seven. No, because Justin Fields, which yeah, was counted. Justin Fields did count. You're right. So then you were. Indeed. Indeed. Yeah. So I, I should be at nine, if I'm not mistaken. So is it nine to eight? Yes. Now you're at nine. Yes. So nine to eight. Cool. Okay. Uh, all right. So Jared, you're starting up this one. So we have nine receivers caught over 100 catches this year. 100 receptions. Go ahead. Justin Jefferson. Bingo. I thought that one would have been easy, but now I don't trust it. Uh, Devontae Smith? What? Nope. Why would you trust that? Because he said our single. Oh, he was at 88 before that last game. Darn. Uh, I'm going to go Devontae Adams. He's on there. Oh, yeah. Showing Chalky. I'm going to go Jamar Chase. He's not on there. That was one I didn't because he was hurt. He had a huge season. Yeah, but but his receiving yards are crazy. Yeah, he's at like 1,300 yards. Yeah. Something like that. Um. You guys missed Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey, Stefan Diggs, Austin Eckler, CeeDee Lamb, Amon Ross St. Brown, and Chris Godwin. God. See, we're terrible at these. When yeah. you have to like name off players, it's hard to think of them all really quickly. Well, this time we got eight players that had over 1,300 receiving yards this year. I was going to do 1,000, but like, dude, it was like 40 Oh, yeah, there, there's it's a ton. It's crazy. So, anyway, so now we're doing 1,300 or more yards. There's eight players. AJ, you actually start this one. AJ Brown. Correct. Justin Jefferson. Correct. Devontae Adams. Correct. Tyreek Hill. Correct. 1,300. 1,300 or more. Amon Ross St. Brown. Incorrect. Darn. Jamar Chase. Incorrect. <laughs> I had a guess. You guys, missed, like guess you guys missed Stefan Diggs, CeeDee Lamb, Jalen Waddle, and Travis Kelsey. That's crazy that Tyreek and Jalen yeah. had over 13 yards, 1,300 yards apiece. That's that's gnarly. That's that is. 3,000 yards. I keep thinking about Travis Kelsey and like these wide receiver ones. I just am not putting him there. That's not really them. Okay, the next one, we got five players that had 11 or more receiving touchdowns. Who are they? Uh, go starts. Uh, let's go with Travis Kelsey. Bingo. That was going to be the chalky one. 11 receiving touchdowns. 11 or more. <sighs> this is very hard. Um I don't know, Steph Diggs. That's up there. Devontae Adams. There you go. Yeah, he had a good season. Darn. Not... 14 touchdowns. He was a leader. Yeah. Eckler? Negative. Darn it. He had 10 last year. Not this year. Well, he still finished like his number one. Yeah, I mean, he's yeah. still a beast. Yeah. Eckler is just a thug. Um, We said Kelsey, Devontae. Kelsey Adams and Diggs were the okay. Ones um, eleven or more rece- receiving yards, receiving touchdowns. There you go. Justin Jefferson, incorrect. Yeah. Wow. You guys. Oh yeah, it's because he didn't score at all. You got. He had eight. You guys missed AJ Brown, who had eleven. See, I thought it was, but I didn't know if eleven was right. And this one was a shocker to me. Uh, George Kittle finished with eleven. Really? I suppose he tore it up at the end of the season. So he's got like three and two touchdown games. It's easy to add up. All right. Um, I got a couple more for you guys. Um, 
all right, we'll start here. Um, no, we'll come back to that. Uh, so J, uh, AJ, you're going to start this one. So one, two, three, four, five, ten players had five or more interceptions. AJ, who are they? Chauncey Gardner-Johnson. That's one of them. Trayvon Diggs. That's not one of them. That's crazy. Kind of a down year. Uh, Shariq Wallen? Yes, he's up there. Shoot. I know I know one. Um, I know two actually now. Do you? Yeah. Right off the top? Yeah. Um, let's think. Good corners. Xavier Howard? I don't think that's right, but... That's incorrect. Darn. Who are your two? I'm just curious. Jair and... I only had one. Yeah, you liar. You were right about Jair. Yeah. Um, the answer, number one, Minka Fitzpatrick led mm. it with CJ, both at six. Justin Simmons, uh, Jerry was up there. Um, I don't know who this is. Deron Bland. Oh, uh, he's uh, no, he's the other uh, Cowboys corner. Uh, Tashawn Gibson, Patrick Peterson, Jalen Peter, and Harrison Smith. Interesting. All you those two guys. guys oh, the head. old guy got five? Yeah. Old man? Good that for him. Both of them, you know, on the Packers, to be honest. Uh, moving on here. Uh, so, Jared, you're going to go first for this next one. We've got two players that had five or more forced fumbles this year. Who are they? Five or more forced fumbles. I'm going to go with Hassan Reddick. Bingo. That's one of them. Yeah, I figured so. Um, that's not, why I gave you first. Yeah, choice. I figured okay. so. Who's another good? I think I got another one, too. I don't know if I do. I know Mark, Micah Parsons doesn't. Uh, Nick Bosa? Incorrect. What you got? Judon. Nope. It was Alex oh. Highsmith. Oh, okay. Man. Yeah. I thought Judon would have got it. Yeah. That's crazy. actually, yeah, that was a good guess. All right. So this is the final one. Let me add up some points here. Good. Because I have not been keeping track. No. No, I lost yeah. track after nine, man. All right. Jared's at uh, four, eight, 10, 12, 14, 13. 14 points. Thank you, got me. AJ, you are at 4, 7, 9, 10, 10 points. So 14 to 10. I just need five and there's you need a, zero. There's a chance. There are nine players left for this. These nine players made 30 or more field goals this year. AJ starts. 30 or more. Um, Daniel Carlson. Bingo. Nick Folk. He's up there. Nice. Um, Robbie Gould. Want want? Seriously? He's not up there. Darn. Jared, uh, you don't have to, but you might as well. Yeah, I'll keep trying. Um, shoot, what's the Cowboys kicker's name? I can't tell you. Can't that. tell you. Um, get, well, you're gonna have to give me a second now. That I gotta think about it. Well, I guess I can't. Um, what's a good one though? Can't hit an extra oh, point. Oh, uh, b- uh, Mayor. Nope. He's up there. It's not how you say his name. It's, it's Brett. not, though. It's, Brett, you're it's Brett Maher. Okay. Oh. Then no, you didn't. You didn't get that. <laughs> what? I thought you were trying to say Jason Myers. Oh, no. Oh, not Ma- Maher. Maher. Yeah. Maher. Maher. Yeah. Uh, whatever, though. Uh, so Jared, Jared does win 16 to 10. What did you guys think? This is pretty good trivia. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I love this style. I, I, I mean, I'm I'm three and zero in trivia this year, so I'm pretty much the bee's knees. There's a couple of asterisks on those first two games, but yeah, good job. It counts when it counts. It does. It really does. All right. So good round of trivia, guys. Um, I, that's all I have for the listeners. Uh, do you guys have anything you want to add, real quick? Nope. Honestly, Eagles. Better luck next season. Honestly, Jason Kelsey, please come back. Please, I'm begging you. Come back. 
from he has, AJ. He has a podcast now. He doesn't need to. With with Travis. That's what I'm saying. Maybe Travis will be like, dude, let's try to run this back. Well, let's get a rematch. Then maybe we'll get a third one because he'll, you know, maybe we'll win. And then we have to try to come back and make the Super Bowl again. That's a dream. I mean, that's it is, my dream. It's, it's not my dream, but it's some it's some people's dreams. I love it. Well, either way, it was a great season. Really huge bummer the way that it ended, but it was a good season overall on the podcast. Fourth and three. We had some really good picks, some really bad picks. We're going into purgatory here, and that's sad. Yeah, I don't even think we had a fourth and three team this year. No, we did not. We no. ran out of time. We didn't yeah. even need a fourth and three team. We'll get a new one next year. Yeah, next maybe. Year. We'll see. Maybe. We'll All see. right. That being said, uh, this is Nick. Uh, actually, we are we coming back next week? Maybe. No. No. Okay. So no podcast next week. We're for, for sure coming back two weeks from now. Uh, so then you guys know the drill. Stick around. Be back. Blah, blah, blah. You know, this is Nick signing off. AJ, peace out. Jared, adios on 4th and 3, 2003. Yeah.